Welcome to Green Visor, guys. Before we get into anything, first thing we have to talk about is this bull run in the market. Austin, what do you have? What, what the actual fuck is going on is my question. Is everyone has these ideas of Bitcoin and people are like, oh, it's no longer a bull market. You know, after December, people are losing their stuff. Bitcoin's at almost $20,000. We've had this train wreck of the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, there's like one guy on Reddit who called it and then everyone loses their mind the next day because it's up, you know, $2,000 from where it was at. And so it's just this crazy bull run where bits, Bitcoin's gone and all the alts went with it and it's a, it's a good day, feeling good. What are, your, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, and the idea that it came immediately after what people are saying is the biggest short in the history of, of Bitcoin and then it just goes for what in medium terms has felt like through the roof. It feels like we're back, we're looking at it all the time and it's kind of a good day to be in crypto in, in, in relative terms for the last couple of months. Definitely. But my, so my thing is, yeah, it was, it was a good run, right? Like people were losing it. We're always checking our phones. We're back on coin market cap, like peeing ourselves a little bit. But my thing is, is the market cap was at like 350 at its yeah. very most. Yeah. Yeah. And so in comparison to December, where it was at like almost, you know, 800, 800 billion, we're back at, you know, 350, which is like a terrible day. Um, I don't know. I think it was, I think it was, you know, same type of thing we talked about shorting it and people, you know, it kind of triggered this chain reaction of, of buy orders, which is really interesting. And I think that's kind of what happened is all the bots kind of just like bought in because it, you know, that's yeah. short. But it's and not that, I don't think we're out of the woods is my exactly. thing. Exactly. And that's the thing is that it's, it's fun. It felt for a little bit there like the, Jan the December, January run where, Nothing you get a little tingle in your balls. You know what I mean? Like you're like lie. ready to go. <laughs> exactly. You're like this is this is the exciting part of my day. And I'll be honest with you, I missed it. I missed it so uh, much. Yeah, no, days, definitely. The, the past few days of going quote unquote through the roof, which in relative not terms, even really, not even halfway to where we were before. But still, you take what you can get, I think. And uh, so the thing that I think is interesting is that on the heels of this, right, it went up about two thousand dollars. Immediately after you have you have uh, news articles about Bitcoin's going to be at ten thousand within the next month. It's going. This is the run that's going to take it back to where it was. It's going to get to a trillion dollars in the next. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the Bitcoin, next Bitcoin or the market? Because I think there's both. People are like Bitcoin yeah, is going to be <laughs> one trillion dollars, and it's just ridiculous. Exactly. But yeah. all right, well, what's up? Um, I'm Austin. Uh, and that is Andrew. Andrew, you want to kind of introduce yourself, tell, tell the good people what, what you do and where you're at? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Uh, my name's Andrew Sayer. We, Austin and I knew each other, uh, have known each other for a long time. I'll give you a little bit of my background. Originally from San Diego, California, I went uh, back east for undergrad and I studied economics, public policy at Providence College. Then I got a master's in public policy at Brown University, and I fully sold my soul this year to go to law school, and I'm at uh, the University of Notre Dame. So in terms of, <laughs> I mean, the point of the podcast is that we kind of don't know what we're talking about, but we might know 100 enough don't to know. be entertaining. And, Not even uh, that. Yeah, Austin, <laughs> you can introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, people? Um, I'm Austin. I am from San Diego, still in San Diego because I'm not an idiot like Andrew. 
Um, I got my undergraduate degree from a really small private college uh, called San Diego Christian. I got my business degree uh, with an emphasis in marketing. I'm in sales now. Uh, so basically, I'm made for crypto. My whole job is like bullshitting people to buy stuff. And I oh think that's God. that's pretty much where we're at with cryptocurrency. So um, yeah, we have fun. We like to kind of talk about things. We decided to do this podcast because we were like, hey, we talk on the phone all the time and just vent about the craziness and the circus that is cryptocurrency. So we figured we'd bring you guys in on it and want to hear like what you guys think, if you think we're full of crap. Sometimes we think we're full of crap. So it's a whole thing. But stoked to have you guys. Um, we're going to basically jump right into this week because it has been crazy. Um, obviously, the bull run. Going, going pretty nuts. But Andrew, what do you, what do you think about everyone having these crazy bullish sentiments? Like, what do you think about everyone's goals and you know people saying like XRP is going to be ten dollars, a twenty five thousand dollar Bitcoin by the end of the year? Like, what are your thoughts on on people kind of making those predictions? Well, it's right back to, it's right back to where we were in uh, in uh, January in terms of predictions, saying that. Bitcoin is going to be 25,000, XRP is going to be 10 bucks. There's, you're just speculating. Um, there's not a ton more to that, but the bullish sentiment in terms of what I want from the market, I mean, outcome, uh, uh, income, and, and revenue-wise, I think that's, that's good. But, I mean, you just look at it on Reddit and someone posts, you know, Bitcoin will be 25,000 by Q4. And then I click on it and go, oh, wow, maybe this person knows something. And they really don't have any expertise at all. So it's kind of par for the course. Uh, I'll take the growth, though. I'll take getting back to 8,000. Hopefully it keeps going. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I think same thing that I said is like everyone's been saying for the last three months that it's going to bounce back. I think we all knew it was going to bounce back. There, there was no question, um, you know, that, that now that the news is talking about it every day, right, like Bitcoin, XRP, Ethereum are all like on the New York Stock Exchange ticker, like it's just, it's, you know, it's, we've had a general amount of adoption where I don't think we're going backwards. I think we're going to continue to move forwards. And so I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy is people are like, oh, Bitcoin's going to bounce back and lo and behold, it did. And so everyone's like, I'm right. And I was like, yeah, but you've been saying that for two months. You know what I mean? Just because you've been saying it and it happens to come true doesn't mean, doesn't, it doesn't make you a genius is what I'm saying. Right, and there's no reason, I mean, maybe there are reasons to think it won't, XRP won't go to 10, Bitcoin won't go to 25,000, but they could, they totally could. We've been somewhat close to that with Bitcoin before. It's just the idea that people are coming in, I mean, I read a CNBC and a Forbes article, both quoted the person writing the article as an expert on cryptocurrency, and no there's really an no analysis more than what they think <laughs> is going to happen. No, there's no experts. Yeah. Everyone, and this is what yeah. our whole podcast is about. Is it's like everyone's a fucking expert. And we're like, no, you're not. You've been guessing exactly. in the dark for five months now, right? No one ever would have guessed. Any cryptocurrency like expert would not have guessed the craziness that is December of 2017. Rest in peace. Um, but you know what I mean? Like no one could have, you know, people called the January dip. But then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, it's going to be over January 31st. And I'm sitting there February 1st at like 12.01 a.m. looking at my phone, and it stayed the same, same. right? People, people have all these sentiments. They have all these ideas, but I think it's all bull. So, yes, bull run. We're stoked about that. What about, what about Santander? Well, first of all, who is Santander, um, okay. Andrew? 
and I think this is an interesting story. Santander is a global bank. They are really all over the world. It's based in Spain, I believe. Uh, they previously were a sovereign bank in the eastern United States, but now it's Santander all the way across. And the bank has, you know, it really does have branches in, and uh, a footprint in Africa, Asia, uh, the Middle East, uh, the UK. I believe the story, the Santander creating an app, is the UK branch of Santander. And I'll let you get into what's going on there. Yeah, so basically uh, Santander, this crazy big bank, is creating an app with um, Ripple. So, And as you guys obviously know, um, if you don't know who Ripple is, you probably should start somewhere else other than this podcast because um, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah, just like open your eyes. But, okay, so Ripple uh, kind of has two different tracks. Uh, one track is the X-Rapid, and that uses the XRP coin, and the other one is X-Current. And the issue with uh, the Santander app is that they're using the X-Current, which is basically the blockchain process uh, that Ripple uses, but it's not actually using the coin. Uh, and so everyone's hyped about Santander. They're hyped about this app, uh, at least in the, the XRP you know, spectrum. But the issue is, is they're not even using XRP, so no one saw a price bump. Ripple's out here making tons of money on it. Like, they want, obviously, to use XRP, but they're selling to Santander. They don't need they, – they really don't care about coin holders, is, is what I would say. It's not a stock. So they don't really care whether you win or lose. But So that's my thing, is Santander, that's awesome. We're stoked about it. Uh, it's huge for adoption, but I don't really think it's – it's too big on uh, it's it's like that big of news because it's not even using a cryptocurrency. So, I'll I'll agree and disagree. I think it's not that big of news in terms of how it affects crypto in and of itself. But I think it's well, or pardon me, for blockchain, it's not that big of news for crypto in terms of adoption and getting the name out. Santander's a big enough bank that I think it it could have uh, a bit of. I don't know, helpful down the line. It's also exactly what XRP, or pardon me, what Ripple wants to do, not XRP. So if it's successful, and if it does what they're trying to do, have it uh, be used for remittances from the UK to other other countries, I think that that could help crypto in general, but it doesn't help uh, blockchain technology in terms of its usefulness because they're but, not using it. But I think it, I think it hurts crypto, honestly. I, and the more I think about it, the more I look at who Ripple is, right, what, they, what their goals are. It's not, you know, in, in the libertarian kind of sphere of cryptocurrency, the whole goal is to be free from banks, right? Like, we, the whole goal is to not be regulated. And so now we have XRP, who is, you know, has the third largest market cap out of all cryptocurrency, and lo and behold, they're like, you know, getting in bed with the banks, to, to say it really politely. Um, but you know, it's just like, it's crazy. It's like, uh, they're basically giving the middle finger to the other cryptocurrencies. They're saying like, we're just here to, I mean, and, and granted it's awesome. It's cool. Like I, I get what they're doing, but to consider it a, a, a benefit for the cryptocurrency, I don't know, because it, it's really relying and actually giving more power to banks, uh, which is kind of the opposite of what the traditional crypto person wants. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right in the sense that we're seeing that across the market. We're seeing other institutions, and I think we'll talk about this uh, coming up, other large institutions that crypto was in a lot of ways meant, uh, created to get away from, are now really trying to intertwine themselves into blockchain technology and the crypto market right now. 
I would say though that uh, it's it's tough because when you think of it that way, yeah, it's it's bad for crypto. But if the goal is to turn a profit, I think this is probably good for crypto in terms of adoption. Uh, it might change mm. what the uh, the goal is or the outcome of I don't know the the libertarian dream of cryptocurrency. But I mean, yeah, I think it totally. Can make people money. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's, we'll see, that's we'll see, we'll see. you know, who knows. But speaking of big organizations, Yahoo this week purchased a Japanese crypto exchange. What, do you, what is happening? What the hell? Where the, first of all, Yahoo's still in business? Like, do they, do they still have money, like, to purchase things is my question. It's like, who, yeah. who the hell over at Yahoo is like, hey, I found this money? Like, I'm pretty sure they either, like, were declaring bankruptcy or just, like, sold mm-hmm. for super cheap. I don't know, man. Well, it's funny too because they pay their, as far as I remember, they pay their CEO something like twenty-four million dollars, and, and yet that's the like, company is doing terribly. Yeah, uh, like I, I mean, goodness. I, I mean, honestly, if it's a play to get into the crypto market, it's clearly that. We'll see what happens. I, don't I think, mean, but who the hell? It's Yahoo. I mean, it's Yahoo. Yahoo like, I would rather so hold. Like, Yahoo originally came as a search exchange, right? And they have Yahoo Mail, which is, like, a joke in compared to Gmail. I don't know anyone that really primarily uses, like, Yahoo anymore for just their mail. But search engine-wise, like, I'd actually rather use Bing, which is kind of ridiculous because Bing blows, too. Like, they've been forcing Bing down our throats for, like, years now. And if I were to actually search, say, Google had, like, this mental crisis where they like, there's no longer a Google, I honestly would go to Bing first, which is ridiculous. That just shows how much of a joke Yahoo is. And then they're surprising me by buying a bit ARG in Tokyo. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's interesting you say that because when you said Yahoo's a search engine, I kind of went, oh yeah, it is. I forgot that it's not just a kind of not great news source. I, yeah, I just, just like a mediocre, Yahoo, like... I find the little click, the clicks are interesting and I... And I'm, I entirely accept that I am feeding right into their play of having just useless news, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I'll accept that. No, they really, they really, ha- they're stoked on the clickbait. Like doctors, yeah, yeah, doctors yeah. hate him. You know, so crypto. I don't know what they're gonna do with it with this exchange, but if they, uh, the only thing I could think that's good for them, I mean, maybe they can use it and just get into crypto and have a big exchange. If they put it on their front page, I guess that could get pretty solid yeah. exposure but i don't know how much yahoo is used in japan as it is i mean yeah i mean they so they only have a 40 percent stake so they're it's not yeah. like they're controlling it they just basically bought most of it and yeah. you know it, i think maybe it's, it's just I a cash it's, maybe it's a cash thing right maybe they just need they're like oh look at all these <laughs> people look at coinbase <laughs> like slapping the shit yeah. out of all of the united states and like and the uk with all these like transaction fees, so basically they're like, ah, oh, let's do it, let's do it to Asia. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, but in I don't the same know. Vein is the Santander move as well. It's a big yeah. company that probably sees this as an opportunity to maybe get you know get in the market at least somewhat early. But it's also this huge institutional investor that I think a lot of crypto maybe more purist people are looking at and saying, ah, oh, this isn't what we what we dreamed of. And, yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. It's, it, there's a lot yeah, of that right now. I don't know. There's a lot of Who knows? Right but then Tim Draper, Tim freaking Draper this week, throws down a 
$1,000 prediction for Bitcoin in 2022. What? What? He's brilliant. No, he's retarded. He's brilliant. No, he's not. He's not even... If, if you're going to throw down... Okay. Tim Draper is a savant. <laughs> no, he's... I lost all respect dis- for him. Disclaimer, I own Bitcoin. I couldn't agree I know more. you own Bitcoin, but I that's my thing. I more with his estimation. And the day <laughs> he wrote that, he's exactly right. <laughs> no, he's not. He's... Stop. It's of not, course not. There's no. I know. I could, I could tell you weren't even saying that with a straight face. Yeah, no, That's no, ridiculous. There's no. He has no reason to say that except that he believes in the idea. And or he fine. has Bitcoin in his pocket. He has Bitcoin in his pocket. He's like, I'm John McAfee. Yeah. I like. I'm. I'm the new John McAfee. Buy yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Dude, right? Bitcoin. Come on. That's yeah. the thing. Is. And so here's my thing, and and this might be a crypto thing in general where I'm just an idiot, which is a very Mm -hmm. real possibility, but I don't know about you guys, but when I'm trading and I have to, like, do all the decimal places and crap, like, when I see that, like, my ICX is worth, like, point zero 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 like, one Bitcoin, that's just, I I don't want to deal with that shit. Right, like, and I'm sure there's some technology that, that's going to come along, and you know, I know Binance has like the little pop-up that. But at what point are you like, you know what? That's a good idea. I, I don't know. I just, it doesn't really make sense. It's not even a really valid argument. But that's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just well, been frustrating me. <laughs> okay, so think about this. If it were, if each Bitcoin were worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars, that would be equal. Fifty to, cent would be like the owner of the United oh my States. Gosh. It's more, <laughs> that's 5.75 trillion, which is equal to Germany plus France, the, the nominal GDP of both countries. And we think of those two countries as the standard bearers for the EU. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it's just, it's, in my opinion, it's kind of cheap and it's kind of lazy. And that, uh, you mean that prediction? It's cheap and lazy? Yeah, because I well, agree with that. It would be one thing if you had you know, 10 reasons that were legitimate in terms of use case, in terms of all these things, but it's just a blanket. It's going to be worth this. And then it's couched in the fact that he called, he had a prediction, what, I think it was two years ago or something, that ended up coming true. And that's yeah. a very bad reason to follow. Yeah, just because someone's right one time doesn't yeah, one mean time. they're going to be right again. And not to mention, this is just, I mean, $5.75 trillion. Yeah, would that's be the a market lot. cap, and there's a lot of issue with people thinking the market cap doesn't mean doesn't matter. Is it market matter, cap not, is still, market cap important. even real with crypto? That's exactly. my whole thing. There's a whole question with that, and I don't even want to get into that. But just even if it's not real, just think about 5.75 trillion dollars is that's a lot. That's a, that's lot. a lot of that's, that's that's a lot of cash. That's Germany and France combined. Yeah, intense. All right, well, Tim Draper, if you end up listening to this podcast, I think you're an idiot, and that's all. Okay, moving on. Adoption. Um, all right, CoinSquare's commercial. Did, did were you, were you watching? watching what what happened? You were watching, watching it live. I was. Yeah. How, well, did you like get a little excited? You know what I mean? Like had to. So, I loved the commercial. I'll tell you that I really loved the commercial. Let me let me let me uh, for the people who didn't watch it. First of all, you should go watch it on YouTube. It's CoinSquare. Just look up CoinSquare commercial NHL uh, playoffs probably. And what they do is they go through kind of 
all the stereotypes of people who are going to, um, I don't know, con you. So the Nigerian prince, the, um, I don't even, they had... Like a sketchy guy at a computer and a hoodie, which I don't, like, I don't know who's like, you know what, if you wear a hoodie and you're behind a computer, you're taking my damn money. I'm like, mine might be cold. What (laughs) the hell? Like, you're going to throw that down? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so sketchy, like sketchy people. Just all the sketchy people, and they're going through kind of like a sleazy-looking bar. But then the point is, if you're interested in cryptocurrency, or essentially if you're interested in Bitcoin, you should uh, you should use our exchange. You should come through us because we are not going to screw you over. And I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, there's you know Embercoin. Um, we'll Gosh, have Embercoin we'll Bitcoin. have a we'll have a whole segment on the Embercoin fiasco where oh, we like yeah. had made a lot of money at one point. Episode. It's that was great. dumb, dumb. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So just like yeah, so I lo- when it came to be crypto related. It's exciting because if it's, you know, it's something you believe in that a, a lot of times there's all the memes that kind of come true where you're telling people about cryptocurrency and they just think you're absolutely insane. And then when you see it get legitimized more and more through any different number of means, it's going, yeah, I, I see the potential here and it's real. And now we have, a, you know, a mainstream option. The NHL playoffs are... I think it gets the word out in a way that I really like. Uh, yeah, but so, but yeah, my whole thing. So my whole thing. Yeah. I I like it. Of course, I like it. Like I want I want our money to grow. I want our listeners' money to grow. Like I want you know the the like two XRP that I bought my mom once. Like I want that to grow. But my whole thing is is like you brought all like the fears to mind. You know what I mean? Where I don't know. You could have just shown like a Lambo on a moon, and we would have been fine. Oh my God. But like. But like you're like, hey, we're we are. You're basically bringing to the forefront that you are actually likened to like Nigerian princes and like the people that scam old people. I, I don't know, man. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be associated with that. And you basically just did a commercial. And you're like, we aren't this. But usually, if you have to say like we aren't something, it means like, dang, you might be that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay. So I thought it was good. I thought it was. I wish it would have been like a more positive commercial where it's like, I bought, you know, I had a Bitcoin in 2007 and now like I never have to work again, <laughs> you know? I and so it was funny though. It was funny. was funny. I thought it was funny, but I thought it was funny because I know the market. Like, yeah. I don't know how actual real users right, liked it. I, so I, th- I did, I did think that if they do another commercial that that one should be less about getting com- kind of comedic attention and more about, explaining what they do and why you should use their service. I don't yeah. think they did a great job of that, but, and maybe it's because I'm interested in, in the market. Yeah, already. it was eye-catching, it, though. It, it was eye eye-catching. Yeah, definitely caught my eye. So, cool. Yeah. All right, UAE launches blockchain strategy for 2021. This is, like, right after, like, yeah. I, I don't know, I would say even, it was even, like, 12 hours, like, right after the whole Sharia law thing with, with Bitcoin. So what are your thoughts on uh, the UAE getting in the game? Look, I think it's huge. I really do. And I don't say that super lightly. Their goal is to have 50% of their government transactions work through Bitcoin by 2021. And Bitcoin or blockchain? Pardon me, blockchain. Yeah, my apologies. Okay. I was going to say, dang. That's why (laughs) I think, I think Bitcoin would go up a lot more if that were the case. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But yeah, blockchain. So, if you know anything about the UAE, I mean, in a lot of ways, just based on 
the the things they build in that country and the amount of money that they have, there's a lot of progress happening there in a lot of different ways. And I think this is a big deal. I mean, it's an adoption. It's it's what we've been looking for in crypto for a while, I think. They're they're so, signing on for a three year program to do the thing that blockchain is supposedly very good at, moving money quickly and more efficiently yeah. than than fiat currency. And and, and so the thing deal is that it's Dubai as well. I think it's a big deal that it's the UAE. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I've been to the UAE. Um there's actual Lambos there. Like they like I live in Southern California, so there's like Lambos here. But like real actual like lots of Lambos out in UAE. So I guess that's appropriate. But the thing is, is I had no idea there was an issue with uh, Sharia law. And if you guys don't know what Sharia law is, right. it's uh, the Muslim, uh, basically, religious law. And they have a lot of different requirements and things you can and can't do. So I had no idea that that cryptocurrency was even an issue with, with Sharia law. And so that kind of makes sense. There's like 1.6 billion people who, who practice Sharia law. And the fact that they just came out and said, yes, you can buy Bitcoin and you can buy cryptocurrency and you can do this stuff, like that's massive, but I had no idea that was even an issue. And I actually think that does have a little bit to do with the pump that we saw uh, this last week. I, I think there's a good amount of uh, Muslim people who have been into it and wanting to get into it and they have some money. And so, uh, you know, now they're finally enabled to and it was, you know, kind of an announcement. And so right after that, you know, we just saw the price shoot up. So. I think I, I I had no idea that it was even an issue, and and now I'm stoked that it's not. I'm I'm trying to find the the GDP or pardon me the government budget for the UAE to see what. I'm sure it's a crap ton. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, if you guys have seen like infrastructure updates on on the UAE, no, uh, they have a. I, I was there, so I, I'm I'm in the UAE. It's like 2 in the morning. It's 95 degrees. I'm like sweating through my boxers. It's a whole thing. And like we walk in and they're like, oh, do you want to go to the snowboarding hill? They have this massive snowboarding mountain inside a mall. And then like followed by a giant aquarium with these crazy looking sharks. I'm like, this is insane. And so if they're getting into blockchain, I am pretty excited about it because right. if they can do an indoor snowboarding park in a mall I'm I don't I you know it's kind of the sky's the limit at this point yeah it's just I, yeah it's doing what it's supposed to do too I like yeah, that totally. I wonder what coin they'll use or what technology maybe they'll make their own I bet you they'll make but, their own yeah it seems like they would yeah but, but, but that's the goal of what crypto is supposed to be and if it's being picked up on a institutional level a, a I'd say very up and coming nation, man. I yeah, that's big news, and I, I don't think it's gotten as much uh, publicity as I would have expected. Yeah, same. But, but anyway, I, I, it's we'll been a crazy on. week. It's been a crazy week. Yeah, so you know, there's a lot yeah. to go over. Uh, Bank of America seeks the patent uh-huh. on uh-huh. data storage based on blockchain. Uh-huh. What the hell? Institutional players, man. I mean, we've talked about now Santander. We talked about Bank of America. We're going to talk about. I mean, it's all over the place. The the Yahoo purchase, and yeah. I think it's interesting. So, like I said, I'm a law student. I think it's interesting from a legal perspective because, like we've said a, a few different times, one of the goals of cryptocurrency to start was 
to kind of laissez-faire the fiat system, to make it more open, make it more transparent in a lot of ways, but also um, if you're if you're a Verge fan, make it more private. And sketchy. You meant to say sketchy, not <laughs> private. Oh, I'll get into that. Oh, Verge's man. oh gosh. So the institutional now in the patent the patent side of this is what I'm trying to say um, in terms of maybe a difference from what the the crypto community likes. Patenting something means that you're the only person who can use it uh, unless you give someone the right to use it. And yeah, yeah. So basically, now they're like, okay, well, we control we've this. been talking trash, and we've been locking out people from our credit cards for buying cryptocurrency, but now we're changing our mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of. I mean, it's it's the it's the problem that I think is tangentially very important to crypto right now. The institutional players who are getting in, who I, I don't know enough about this the whales concept, but. I could see that being institutional players kind of behind yeah. the scenes, moving stuff around, and they just, the more, every day there's more toes dipping in, and then you see patents coming about, and that's, a, that's another big change, because patents is... Yeah, it's it, more government regulation. Yeah, and it, 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 in and of itself, getting a patent on something means that other people cannot do that thing. In a, yeah, and my thing is, is okay, yeah, we don't want institutional people. I get it. We, we, want it to, we, you know, we want it to be a third party. We want some random guy named Satoshi who's in a cave somewhere like, who, who made all this stuff, and we love that it's private. But my whole thing is, is most people, and I would, I, I would even include myself in this, are really in it for the money, and that sounds kind of yeah. fucked up. But, what, what, how, yeah, blockchain might affect my life a lot at one point, but it's not right now. I just made a lot of money. And so now I want more. And so my whole thing is, it's not going to go anymore without the whales. Dece you, if you think December was just like your neighbor joining and, and buying, you know, these random like shit coins and, you know, you're, you're ridiculous. You're, you're naive. It was all big institutional players. I mean, it's $500 billion that disappeared. You think that's your neighbor? No, it's big institutional backers, and for some reason they got out. So I, for whatever reason, um, I don't think anyone knows, and if you say you know, I think you're full of it. Yeah. But that's the thing, is we don't get to where we were in December without institutional backers. It's a catch-22 of all catch-22s, because if it makes me money, honestly, I'm not going to... I can't pretend that I'm going to be mad about it, you know? And I can yeah. I mean I'm just But not, then when the whales sell off that. and you bought a, a, a shit no, coin and you have you have a couple grand in it and it goes down the hole, yeah. you're like, damn whales, like, no, this is ridiculous. But it you know, it, it goes both ways, for it's sure. A I totally agree. idea on an institutional level. I don't think we've seen that yet. Maybe we oh, have yeah. but plot not twist. to the extent that it could be. UAE is, is just getting a massive pump and dump ready. <laughs> Um, a whole okay. countrywide pump and dump. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Oh no! All right, so we're gonna go into our next segment. We're gonna do the segment every week. It's called the Reddit comments of the week, and we love them. You guys are ridiculous, mm. and most mm. of you are smart, but a couple of you are just pretty stupid, and we like to to point and call you out. So, mm -hmm. Andrew, what's your first one? Usually, these are gonna be purely comedic. This one's. This one's funny in a different way. So the first comment I read was the front page of cryptocurrency Reddit. The, the coming bull run will easily pass $1 trillion market cap. 
And that's funny to me for so many different reasons. One, because no, you don't, you, nobody knows that. You have no idea. And then I get in, I, I click on it because, of course, you click on it. Um, of course. It's the front page of Reddit. And there's a lot of stuff like, well, this graph from two years ago looks similar to the section of the there's graph. A, there's a tea cup and handled followed yeah, yeah, by a homeless yeah. guy who comes out from the trash can and he points in the direction Bitcoin's going. And if you see his finger and the constellation next to Venus, it's going to... That, that's what you guys sound like. You're like, every, every yeah. single graph, you have a name for it and why we're going to make money. I'm like, you guys are, you guys are ridiculous. Somebody had a, a Bart Simpson graph where yeah. the graph was like the edges of his hair. And, I mean, that's as valid as, I think the cup and handle, there's parts where you can say, okay, that's no. useful. No, no. There's, there's, there's instances. Maybe. Maybe one, but that's my thing, is there's instances. than the rest of this nonsense. But all these people are like, I have a cup and handle, and they've been saying that for four months now. <laughs> and some of them were right, but most of them were retarded. Like, most, oh, most of them were stupid. So, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, so that's just so par for the course. It took... I mean, the, the bull run was, was interesting. It was more fun to look at our phones. It was more fun to see where the market was going. But that would be, at this point, about a tripling of the market. And I think the guy said within a month, or whoever Idiot. it was, I don't know. And that's just... And it, it's, it's like it's easily exactly passed. What you it will expect. easily... It's away. <laughs> yeah, it will easily pass one trillion. Like, you're easily yeah, yeah, top yeah. five dumbest people on Reddit. So, yeah, yeah. moving on. The right, Verge. The Verge. This is wonderful. This is what we really want. Yeah. Verge. Let's talk about Verge. So someone was talking about Verge, and, and obviously if you guys know anything about Verge, they've been uh, dangling this like mystery partner around. So they, they basically got just shafted for the McAfee thing, for paying for a pump and dump, basically. Uh, and then, you know, now they did a crowdfunding campaign and so they ran this crowdfunding campaign, but it was, they said, if we, if we reach our mark, we'll tell you who our mystery partner is. But only if we make a certain amount of money, which, use your head, that's dumb. Like, you're getting scammed. Be educated. But no, people obviously did it, and they obviously reached it. Uh, and so they reached this thing, and we had uh, another Reddit user who said, we, like, quoting Verge, we have partners, but you don't know them, they go to a different school. Yeah. Does that remind you of middle school, Andrew? It reminds me of crypto, is what it reminds me It reminds of. me of middle school, because yeah. I was like, hey, I have this girlfriend, uh, yeah, she yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. she's, you know, she's a model, and also uh, loves to, you know, yeah. like, go oh, out for ice cream and, and rub my back. And she just goes to a different school. You don't know her. Sorry. And people are like, "What's her name?" You're like, "You don't. You don't know her. You yeah. you don't know her. Sorry. Uh, what school does she go to? You don't know her. There's no sorry. Just like school. it's just it's just bull, right? Like it's just it's it's not professional. And if you ever see this stuff, guys, like, and you're like, "Hey, that looks a little sketchy." Don't give them money. Okay. Yeah. That whole Nigerian prince thing from earlier. That's what we're doing. I'm I'm on the Reddit front page right now, and one of the most recent posts is Verge lead developer has been arrested eight times. Get out while you can. The first comment is capital letters FUD, which 
that's just was he? Maybe he was arrested. Crypto. Like, but but also maybe he was arrested for like urinating in public, which I think we all have have done a time or two. Arrested. It's it's just yeah exactly. There's so many possibilities, and that's there's nothing there's nothing real there. But I will say this: you probably should get out of verge if you're in it. I mean. They that's not driven. that's not investing advice. If that's, you want to do yeah, it, no, no, oh, yeah, we're it. not. Isn't there? We're supposed to do a disclaimer, right? Yeah, yeah we're, don't. We're not, this isn't real. No, um, <laughs> don't. Uh, but but get out of verge though. So, uh, <laughs> but to be it's honest, been, it's been just so if you see sketchy stuff, not even with verge, right? Or, or at least okay, but at least know what you're getting into. I won't even say don't invest in verge. Yeah, I would say you know buy the rumor and and sell the news. That's, that's, you know, typical crypto, stock, everything, 101, right? Buy the rumors, sell the news. If you want to get into Verge right now and be like, hey, I know this isn't going to be a successful project. I know this guy is probably dealing heroin out of the trunk of his car, <laughs> but I know people are stupider than me and they're going to buy it thinking it's legit and then you're going to sell it at the top, go for it, okay? We did it, I mean, we did it a yeah, couple did, times. Yeah. Um, we believed in it for a while, but then there, you could see... Verge, yeah. There. I'm talking Embercoin, though. Uh, we knew Embercoin yeah, was a scam from the beginning. Uh, yeah. And and we, we got in it knowing, like, yep, this is a scam. But well, for some know. reason, people keep giving them money, and so we're going to sell at the top. And we did, and we made a lot of money on it. So, um, you know, be smart is what I would say. Yeah. All right, so general ponderings. General ponderings. To, to wrap up our first podcast, general ponderings, what do you have? Kind of, I mean, maybe the theme of this podcast has been the, the the confusion and the concern between institutional investors and the crypto market in general, and this is perfect for that story. So you have earlier this week, uh, George Soros and the Rockefeller Wealth Foundation uh, said that they're entering crypto, and for me, it's just the epitome of a catch-22 in a number of ways, because the first thing I think of is, oh wow, those, I mean. The Rockefeller Wealth Fund is very successful. The Rockefeller family has been very successful. George Soros has been very successful. He's made a lot of money. And so if they are looking at crypto and thinking, okay, this is something we want to get involved in, well, that's probably good for me. Someone who's been invested in it now for, I don't know, what, almost six months, probably six months. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, <clears throat> those names have a lot of baggage. I'm not a person who I really don't subscribe to conspiracy theories. I think. I don't have time for them, honestly, but even still, just the name and the, the connection between the Rockefeller family and, and, and George Soros, the names are probably not uh, the ideology of cryptocurrency in a lot of ways, and yet I think it's still good. I think it's to have the, the investors like that who will probably push the market up, I think it probably. is healthy. But I've done, I mean, I've done a, a decent amount of research on, on old John D. Rockefeller, um, and, and, you know, he obviously made his money in the, in the oil industry and, you know, was pretty, pretty uh, conniving, I would say. And so um, I get that, and, and I get his fund has had a lot of success, but I think if you have billions and billions and billions of dollars, you're going to have success no matter what, right? Like, you have so much money that you're going to lose it. And, and John D. did the same thing, right? Like he bought, he bought a bunch of mines out in Colorado and they ended up screwing him, right? Like he bought all this stuff, a bunch of people died. And so like then he sent in these park rangers, these park rangers burned down this like camp and it you know, burned some people alive. And so this is the whole John D. thing. 
but it's a great example of of their fund in saying like just because they invest in something doesn't mean that it's a good investment. No, um, but they not. just they've made so much money that it it just starts to multiply because if you make ten investments and nine of them are crap, but then one of them you know is amazing, like you're gonna make that money back, but you have the option because you have so much money. So that's my thing. Is is sure Rockefellers are probably getting in. They're probably gonna gonna use you know a, a large amount of money, but just because they're getting in doesn't give any legitimacy to the market right now. Yeah, I would I, I would agree with that, but I would add that. Them getting in in context with all these other institutional people getting in is somewhat of a signal that at least crypto, at least blockchain technology is here to stay and will, will we hope, and probably will grow. And so that's yeah, good. I, I see that. Yeah. All right. Last general pondering. Germany's second largest stock exchange launches a crypto trading app, yeah. which is just... Like it's it's time and time and time again. UAE is getting in. Germany's getting in. Yahoo is trying to make you know it's comeback season for Yahoo, and they're trying to do their thing, right? Like Santander's doing their thing. So Germany now, who is a you know a large powerhouse in the world, uh, is is you know their stock exchange is moving towards crypto. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> I think this is also a pretty big deal. I mean the app. Having an app isn't that big of a deal, but just the idea that a stock exchange—it's not a private business, it's not—it's um, not people. It's kind of a more institutional, quasi-governmental uh, group that has a lot of regulation. The fact that they're interested in getting involved, and the fact that they're going to have, or at least they're giving a tell that they're going to have trading on their exchange coming up. Yeah, I think I think that's good. It's the exact same thing, though. It is confusing based on what the general consensus, maybe not general consensus, but what a lot of people think crypto should be, a kind of non-governmental, free market, um, people trading to get out of fiat currency. And now we're very much connecting it in a lot of ways with the exact thing that it was created to, um, to change. Yeah, and it's Germany. Got to be weary of Germany. We've learned that <laughs> twice. Just to, oh, just to back to back easy, World War Champs, baby. Easy. <laughs> is that too far? Yeah. Eh, it's fine. No, it's not uh, too far. Say so what you like. Oh, wait, let me add this. Uh, the idea that it's Germany is also interesting because I think on average they're more likely than at least the U.S. and probably, probably, probably the U.K. to have um, strong regulations on this type of stuff. So the fact that one of their largest stock exchanges is getting into crypto I think even even gives it more legitimacy that it's coming from that angle. Yeah, and so that's yeah. that's helpful. I mean, it's super helpful. I mean, it's we'll see. It's still speculation. The, the whole Just country thing. The app doesn't really do anything. Yeah, you I mean, you can create an app for anything. So, yeah. and there is an app for anything. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's it's countries now coming in. Countries mm -hmm. are doing it. Mm -hmm. So, people, crypto, up and coming, do it. Like we are in inning one, inning three out of out of a nine inning game. So oh, like definitely, good. yeah, I read that somewhere. Sorry if I just plagiarized that. I I know I saw it somewhere, but um, yeah, let's go right. Let's be bullish. Let's come together as the green visor guys, people, and put some money in there, right? All all like five of you listening to our first podcast. Yeah, We're stoked, um, people. Yeah, all seven. One of them is my mom. All right, cool. Uh, shout out, mom. All right, people. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for uh, 
coming on and giving us a shot. If you like us or you even can tolerate us, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Make sure you share it with people, like, comment. Uh, you can email us uh, at greenvisorguys at gmail.com and shoot us your thoughts. Shoot us what you want to talk about. Shoot us whatever, you know, if you want to, you know, just chat. We're, we're here to chat. We can chat with you. The Instagram and the Twitter, right? At GreenVisorGuys. At GreenVisorGuys. Yep. And uh, if you want a visor, you should get one because we have them on right now. Oh, man. GreenVisorGuys. We that's, should. That's a good idea at some point. Yeah. yeah. All right, we we'll we might give that. you a visor. If you're one of these seven people listening to our first episode, I will personally give you a visor. So. Yes. Wow. All right. So, Mom, I'll get you that later. All right. Sweet. Well, guys, thank you so much. Have a fantastic weekend and uh let's see this four and keep going